that Joseph was thrown into this pit. You know, some Midianites merchants were passing by with their carts and everything, and they probably heard this sound. You know, somebody crying out from down in the ditch, help me, help me, I'm assuming, you know, because that's what I would do. I'm down in a ditch. So they heard the voice and they rescued Joseph. Now, they rescued him and God was, <laughs> you know, our God has such a sense of humor, I'm telling you. You're going to see how this unfolds for those of you. They rescued him, they brought him, and he started working. Now, Joseph is a Jew, a Jew. He ended up working with Pharaoh, a man who was persecuting those Jews back in the day. And so Joseph went and he started to, now, you know, they pick him up out the, the ditch and he get washed up and he started to work, maybe as a regular, you know, low on the ladder kind of worker. And then he proved himself to the leader of the enemy of his people. Think about it. Instead of running away from the man who persecuted his people, that's where he found refuge. His own brother tried to get rid of him, and the enemy is where he found employment. What a sense of humor it has. However, Joseph continues to do good. And so now, again, jealousy starts among the co-workers, the head of the house, the people that he had to work with in Pharaoh's huge kingdom. Again, trouble starts. However, prior to that trouble, there was a famine, a big famine. But Joseph had already gotten a dream and he shared the dream with Pharaoh. So they stored up a lot of food and they protected themselves so they would have food for their people. Now, Joseph got the dream, he told Pharaoh, but the dream was for that part of the country. His brothers did not have a messenger to give them a dream. They threw the messenger in the ditch. Be careful how we throw out people. We gotta check ourselves. So with that in mind, 45 continuing say, so he cried out, have everybody gone out in front of me? This is Joseph now. Because the famine came, the people are coming all over looking for food, and what group of people showed up in front of Joseph? His brothers. Right here in verse one, his brothers showed up in front of him. Joseph was like, because they came, he gave them food, sent them away, second time he came, and he said no. So he tells all of the people helping him to pack the bags of food for the people, go, go, get away, because he needs the room clear so he can talk to his brothers. Are you with me on this? So he decided to talk to his brothers, and he sent away all the people, and now he's with his brothers by himself. And he began to raise his voice in weeping so that the Egyptians got to hear it from Pharaoh's house and got to hear it. That means after those people left, Joseph and his brothers were in the room and Joseph just broke down and started to cry. He was crying because now he sees that the brothers who threw him away, as we said where I'm from, your enemy will be your footstool. But Joseph didn't look at it that way. He had compassion. He loved his family. 
but they didn't recognize him. Finally, Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is this my father still alive? Is my father still alive? But the brothers were unable to answer. Can you imagine? They were shocked. They were stunned. They, they probably went brain dead for a little bit. And they said, Joseph said to them, come close to me, brothers. Come close to me. With that, they came close to him. And he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. But now do not feel hurt and do not be angry with yourselves because you sold me here because for the preservation of life, God has sent me ahead of you. What a way to look at something. Think about it. How many times we went through stuff? Family members, friends, somebody, co-workers did us something. We're not looking at it that way. We just want to tear you apart because you hurt us, right? But I gather that over the years, Joseph had time to process, to process. And now seeing his brothers in front of him coming for food, he said, wow, God sure prepared me for a time as this to help my father and my brother. Then he said, for this is the second year of the famine in the midst of the earth, and there are yet five years in which there will be no plowing time of harvest. Wow. Consequently, God sent the, me ahead of you in order to place a remnant for you men in the earth and to keep, your, keep you alive by a great escape. So what great David, um, Joseph is actually saying is, God sent me ahead of you. You threw me in the ditch. You thought I was good for death. But God sent me ahead to clear the way so that you can get a blessing, so Israel can get a blessing. Because Pharaoh had all the food. But Joseph got the dream, and Pharaoh listened. They send away their messenger. They threw the messenger in a ditch, but God is able. So now it was not you who sent me here, but it was the true God that you might appoint me a father. That he might appoint me a father. To Pharaoh and to the Lord for all his house and as one dominating over the land of Egypt. Can you imagine? Joseph had some power there. He had some power. I can just imagine when his brothers realized that, wow, this is my brother. I can see them trembling. What is he going to do to me now? Is he going to kill me? Because they knew what they did to him. Conscience was probably tearing them apart. Joseph said, go up quickly to my father, and you must say to him, this is what your son Joseph said. God has appointed me Lord for all Egypt. Come down to me. Do not delay. So he asked his brothers to go. Spread the news to the dad. Tell him that I'm alive. And bring my father to me. Okay? And you must dwell in the land of Goshen. And you must continue near me. 
and you and your sons and the sons of your sons and your flock and your herds and everything you have. That means Joseph wants them close to him. He wants them close to him irregardless. His heart is compassionate, forgiving, and filled with love. Can we do that? Can we have that kind of love even in the time when we look back and see what people have done to us, how much persecution, how much crucifixion we have to go through in our lives? As believers, I hope that we would. Because part of what Jesus said is that forgive those that trespass against us. Now, it sounds like, you know, a story of maybe, you know, the battle of the genders or whatever they want to call it, you know, maybe some kind of, um, you know, family feud. And yes, it was. But just to look at it, when I was examining these things and, and, and this um, whole story here, let me finish it and then I'll get into it. And here, your eyes were back to the left. And I will supply you with food there. Remember, he told them, come, stay close to me. Your kids, your kids, kids, and all these children and children and sons and the flocks and everything. And I'll supply you food. And there are yet five years of famine and fear you and your household and everything you have may come to poverty. Again, and I will supply you, because it, what Joseph is saying is that, come, I'll supply you for the five years, because there's gonna be poverty. How are you gonna handle it? You gotta come close to me so I'm able to, you know, distribute the goods to you with ease. And here your eyes and your eyes of your brother, Benjamin, are seeing that it is my mouth that is speaking to you. So you must tell your father about all my glory in Egypt and everything you have seen. And you must hurry and bring my father down here. And then he fell upon the neck of Benjamin, his brother, and gave way to weeping. And Benjamin wept upon his neck. And he proceeded to kiss all his brothers and weep over them. And after that, his brothers spoke to him. Wow. Now, Israel is, as far as we know what the scripture said, the Israelites were God's chosen people. So no weapon formed against Israel shall prosper. God will take a little child are an insignificant person and put them in position to bless his people. Amen. He will do that even when the conflict, the enemy, the daggers, we just need to cover ourselves with the breastplate of righteousness and keep praying and stand firm in his word. Because who would have guessed that Joseph would come back to help save his people? It wasn't just Joseph, people. Believe me, they had friends and family, they were giving some more food on the side too because word spread. We're a small church. And if one pin drop in here, I'm telling you, 
maybe five more people know that tail drop there. So you imagine something like a famine and having food being distributed to you and then you hear, you know, it's Jacob boy, you know, Jacob boy. The one they couldn't find because Jacob didn't know what happened. Yeah. So whoever blessed Israel will be blessed. That is my thing. Whoever blessed Israel will be blessed. God used Pharaoh to promote Joseph. Joseph grew up and he was able to bless his people through the hands of the enemy. So don't discredit your enemy. Your enemy is here to platform you to greatness. Your enemy is here to test your faith. Your enemy is here, and when I say enemy, it doesn't mean always a bad thing. Your enemy could be, you, you know, you constantly go to work late, and one day, one of your coworker had to do something in your space, and they just had to say something because they didn't like it. That's a wake-up call for you. So God can use situation like that to turn you around, to fix your ways, to mend your ways. So sometimes we don't know the plans of God because we're not him. We're created in his righteousness. We're created in his image, but we're not him. Our minds, nah, not like him. We, we pray and we work at it, but no. Now, for those of you, whoever curses Israel will be cursed. We need to embrace people that are godly. Embrace each other. Always show that love. Now, the nation of Israel is like, they're pretty big. They're like a mighty lion, I would say. They're strong, they're powerful. Why? Because they have the power of God with them. And though they may turn their ways at a different time, they see what God can do. Same as we are today. Same as we are. When we stumble, we look back and remember where he brought us from, and we stand firm. Now, I have a few reference scriptures that um, I'm going to use my phone so I can pull them up real quick. <laughs> you know, nothing like, uh, you know, Google. Okay. So, when Joseph revealed himself to his brothers, what do you think happened that second time when he revealed himself? His brothers were stunned because they saw that he was a part of Pharaoh's family. They were confused. They were baffled. Right? It says in the book of Acts 7.13, during the second time, Joseph made himself known to his brothers and the family of Joseph came to know Pharaoh. What a thing. They get to see Pharaoh on his high horse in his own castle, and he wasn't chasing them. Okay? Now, in, in verse, verse 4, so Joseph said to his brother, come close to me, because he wanted to embrace them. He missed them a lot. But Joseph still faced criticism, jealousy from the house of Pharaoh. They still were after him, and most of you know the carry-on um, conversation that took place there in the event. But God was always with Joseph. Don't ever discredit ourselves 
Whenever we're going through temptation, we're going through challenges in life, it is what made us more admirable in God's eyes. It is what make us go down on our knees more and pray and be humble. Amen. Our challenges in life is greatness waiting to happen. When I look in this church and I look at each of us, I see joy on our faces. I see joy. It's a handful of soldiers working for the Lord. Prior warriors. People who don't know God and who don't have a relationship with him. It's hard for them to understand the joy we feel. Is that right? Now, there's one more thing I want to um, share with this little story about Joseph. Out of that situation, I don't know you know, where your, your minds are going, but what I feel is forgiveness. I feel forgiveness reading this. True love is unconditional because the way that our Lord Jesus Christ is, he's so forgiven. And remember, he taught us how to pray. But how many of us really do as we're told, we're asked? We don't, because we're human. But Jesus touches the heart of each of us according to where our heart is. He cannot come in unless you let him in. So if there's something going on and there, we need to find that spirit of forgiveness and seek correction and restoration in our lives. And, you know, and love on the people who offend us. Because as Christians, as true believers, that's what we're supposed to do. I always said this to my husband, because he's, you know, pretty old school and strong and, oh, you know. I always said to him, you know, if Jesus was here and he wanted to just judge you, judge you as you judge others, what do you think would happen? And then if he had no heart, you know, and I always run this joke that God is the one with the machete and Jesus come around to hold back God's hand, you know, as God's gonna, you know, you know. And I always use that illustration with him. I said, when we do wrong, God is not pleased. He's, a, he's angry because he expects better from us. He give us the book. And as if it wasn't enough, Moses, all those men have tried to teach us. And as if it wasn't enough, he sent Jesus, his only begotten son. So forgiveness, compassion for one another in love. In love. That's how Jesus works. He's an unconditional loving God. He doesn't love me because, you know, I buy nice um, gifts for my family. They love me for that. The day I can't give them the gifts, what do you think happened? Love shift, okay, to the next sister who can do it. But Jesus, if I come to church and I don't have a pure heart to give him his praise, and if all I can do is groan in my seat and, and depend on the burden I carry that day, 
he still loves me unconditionally. He still loves me. He's not a God where you gotta do favors for him, no. He's not that way. Forgiveness must be permanent, not provisional. It must be permanent. You gotta let it go. Let it go, make room in your spirit for others as Joseph had done to his brothers. And watch God use that same situation to bless you. Because when you, because this is about Jews and Gentiles and who like who and all that stuff. But when you go back and look into it, Jesus came, Jesus came to change many things. You don't have to go through circumcision anymore for them to identify you. You just have to call on the name of Jesus. You just have to call on the name of Jesus and right away you're identified. Angels start moving around in heaven and say, oh Lord, here's Charlene down there calling on the name of Jesus. Let me see what she needs. That's how God works. Sometimes we don't recognize our weaknesses, but the enemy does. The enemy does. We want to take a minute and just think back in our lives, whether it be a co-worker, there's so many lost sheep out there, and then so many great sheep that just get strayed right out of the block. Yeah, it happens. But God is a great God. What he does, he always has his purpose. When Joseph realized that he can save Israel using the enemy resources, <laughs> I, I start thinking when I'm reading, I'm like, holy cow, what is Pharaoh going to say Joseph giving the Jews you know, it's product. Then you know how the mind works. Is Joseph stealing it or what? No, he wasn't. There was a bunch of people coming back and forth looking for food because Joseph got the vision that there was going to be a famine. And so he told Pharaoh and they were able to prepare. If his brother had not thrown him in the pit, I wonder what would have happened. They would have probably be the one with the luxury of food and everything, but we'll never know, will we? Because God's sense of humor is unbelievable. He does things and he sit back and he said, watch it plays out. So, can you imagine what Joseph feel when he look at his brother Benjamin? I don't know, but I am just thankful the way that God is. He's such a forgiving God. So let us take the moment to reflect on forgiveness and how we can be put into position that we're uncomfortable but how God will bring us out. Every time you go through something, just think of Joseph. God's using you for greatness. Because why? When you bless his people, when you give him his praise, he is there for you. He's always protecting you.
Joseph made a, a statement to his brother. He said, God, send me ahead to preserve this. What is he saying? He's saying to his brothers, I forgive you. Because my, my, my going in the ditch was a purpose. A purpose. One that would come to pass as it is now. At this very moment. Can you imagine hugging on his brother and crying and weeping and stuff? Sometimes we need to get off our high horse and go down to the one who have done us wrong and hug them. Let them feel our tear on their shoulder of joy. I love you. Because that's what Joseph did. He didn't have to hug them. He didn't even have to expose himself. But his heart was pure, forgiven. In Zechariah 12, verse 10, can somebody help me find that? Praise God for these um, new technology. Zechariah 12, verse 10. And this is just an overflow of how God thinks because of what Joseph went through and how he was able to bless you know, his family. And it wasn't just his brothers that he blessed. He blessed Israel. Because I will pour out on the house of David and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of favor and supplication and they will look to the one whom they pierce. The one whom they pierce, and they will wail over him as they would wail over an only son, and they will grieve bitterly over him as they would grieve over the firstborn. Wow. Powerful stuff. Then it goes into the book of John, but one of the soldiers jabbed his side. That is when they did Jesus. Why? It's showing. I, I pulled this scripture up just to show that people will come at you even when you mean well. So they did that to Joseph, and they did that to the Lord Jesus Christ. So why do we spend so much time in the valley looking up at the things that have become, you know, a, a challenge to us. We need to look up and pass the things that are challenging us and see the glory of God. See the heavens open up. See the rain come pouring down, the blessing, everything. Why? Because we are children of God. We are children of God. We take ourselves before we walk through this door every time. We need to ask, Lord, forgive me of my trespasses. And if I've offended anyone today, forgive me, Lord, as I go and stand in your presence to give you praise. God don't like too much darkness to trying to look through your deeds to find the praise. It gotta come from a pure heart. So like Joseph, let us keep ourselves in purity so we can be used to bless God's people. There are lots of people out there looking. They're lost. They're in darkness. Just this handful of saints sitting here today, we can shine light in many people's lives as Joseph did. Take the piercing in your side. Do it for the glory of God. Don't look to yourself. Love is the giving of oneself. And Jesus Christ did that 
It's his example. What did he do? He took the piercing in his side for his father's sake. Now where is he? Sitting at the right hand and he's the only one that can save us. The only true God. Nobody can save you. If you're in a hospital and you're going to breathe your last breath, your husband could love you to the ground you walk on. You could have all the money in the world. The doctor could be the greatest in the world, flowing from all over the world to come to your aid. Can't save you. Only Jesus can save you. So with that, brothers and sisters, in closing, I want us to be mindful of unconditional love and forgiveness. Let it be part of who we are as believers in Christ. And always remember, when you're going through stuff, think of Joseph. God is platforming you for greatness. He needs to use you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you today, Father God. We thank you, Lord, and we pray, Lord, that 